Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew, Bible teacher and pastor of Grace Valley Christian Center, located in Davis, California. Today, Pastor Matthew continues on in the Bible series in the Book of Romans, with part one of this message entitled, Salvation is of the Lord. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to Romans chapter 8, verse 29. Now, here's our teacher, Pastor P.G. Matthew. Heavenly Father, we pray that you impress upon our hearts your covenant faithfulness. What you promised, you do. Teach us that salvation is of the Lord. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. The title is Salvation is of the Lord. From the inside of the big fish, Prophet Jonah prayed, Salvation is of the Lord. Man cannot save himself. He is helpless, ungodly, a sinner. We are told that he is dead in sins. More than that, he is an enemy of God. Only God in his mercy can save him. God has purposed to save sinners. In all things, God works for our good. To those who are called according to his purpose. Romans 8 verse 28. There is no contingency in God's eternal purpose. Man cannot fulfill what he purposes. His situation changes. He dies. What God purposes, he is able to do. What he begins, he completes. He is the Alpha and the Omega. The beginning and the end. Romans 8, 29 and 30 explains God's purpose. That he made reference to in 828. Here, God is the ultimate ground of the promise in 8.28. Here is the ultimate and supreme guarantee of our full and final salvation. Here is revealed in five verbs how God works for our glory. What is emphasized is not man's response of faith, but God's actions in our election, predestination, effectual calling, justification, and glorification. Dr. Boy cites a story of a Hindu holy man, a mystic, by name Rao. He announced to the people of the city of Bombay in 1966 
that he was going to walk on water at a certain date. So people gathered around a pool in the city. When the time came, the mystic Rao looked to heaven in prayer and stepped onto the water and he sank promptly. When he surfaced, he explained why he failed. He said, like our modern healing evangelist, one of you is an unbeliever. Rao failed. Man fails. But God never fails. Jesus never fails. Romans 8, 29 and 30 consists in five unbreakable links in a golden chain. Five steps of divine salvation. First, for those whom God foreknew. This foreknowledge of God is the basis of the rest of God's saving actions. God foreknows certain specific number of people, not every person. They are distinguished from all others. They are Jews and Gentiles. They are from all the nations and tribes. They are not the majority. They are few. They are called the little flock. Yet they are a multitude which no man can number. So John says in the book of Revelation, after this I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count, from every nation, tribe, people, and language, standing before the throne and in front of the Lamb. God foreknew them from eternity past. The question is, what does foreknow mean? It can mean prevision. God knows everyone and everything because he is omniscient. But such a definition of foreknowledge does not fit the context. God foreknows some people who are distinguished from others. What is the reason for this distinction? Some say God foresees their faith. God foresees certain people who would believe in God. If this is the meaning, then the ground of our salvation is our faith. This does not give us any basis for assurance of salvation. For man is fickle and unreliable. He is a covenant breaker. Besides, how can sinful man, an enemy of God, believe in God? 
If any sinner believes in God, it is a miracle. He believes because he is given the gift of faith. So Paul says, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this not from yourselves, it is the gift of God. And John 6 verse 44 says, No man can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him. And 1 Corinthians 4 verse 7 says, For who makes you different from anyone else? What do you have that you did not receive? And if you did receive it, why do you boast as though you did not? Philippians 1 verse 29, For it has been granted as a gift, that is, to you on behalf of Christ, not only to believe on him, but also to suffer for him. Meaning, gift is a grant by God to us. And so, God foreknows some people individually from eternity past, before creation, before the fall, before our birth, before we did anything good or bad. Yet God foreknows us as fallen sinners. We must look to the Old Testament to discover the meaning of this word for no. The Hebrew word is yada. And so, from Hebrew we translate Genesis 18:19, For I have known him, so that he will direct his children and his household after him to keep the way of the Lord. I have known him. Or Psalm 1 verse 6, For the Lord knows, that's the word, for the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. Psalm 144 and verse 3. O Lord, what is man that you know him? The son of man that you should think of him. Or Jeremiah 1 verse 5. Before I formed you, in the womb I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. Or Amos 3 verse 2. You only have I known of all the families of the earth. Hosea 13 5. I knew you in the desert, in the land of burning heat. And what is this new business? The Hebrew word yada in these verses means God's taking delight and care of some people. 
It is speaking about not some intellectual knowledge, but it is referring to God's loving relationship. As we read in Deuteronomy 7 and verse 7, the Lord did not set his affection on you and chose you because you were more numerous than other peoples. In other words, foreknowledge means God's eternal love for us. So foreknow means for love. God's love of us before, from eternity. God loved us individually. This foreknowledge of God is synonymous or it is a synonym for divine election. God loved, therefore he chose. Those whom God loves, he chooses to save. That they enter into eternal fellowship with him. Let's take a look at the New Testament usage. Prognosco. Romans 11 verse 2. God did not reject his people whom he foreknew. Meaning whom he loved before in eternity. Or Matthew 7 verse 23. Then I will tell them plainly. I never knew you. I never loved you. I never cared for you. Away from me, you evil doers. Or 1 Corinthians 8, 3, But the man who loves God is known by God. Or Galatians 4, 9, But now that you know God, or rather are known by God. 2 Timothy 1, 9, Who has saved us and called us to a holy life. Not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. This grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. Or First Peter 1, 2. Who have been chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father. So Professor John Murray. He says this, it is not the foresight of difference, but the foresight that makes difference to exist. Not a foresight that recognizes existence, but the foreknowledge that determines existence. It is the sovereign, distinguishing love. Let's praise him. So the foreknowledge of God stands for the gracious election of sinners to glory in eternity past. So take a look at 2 Thessalonians 2, 13 and 14. But we ought always to thank God for you, brothers, loved by God. Egapemenoi. Perfect, passive, participle. 
When did he start loving us? In eternity. And he loves us through time and loves us in eternity future. Count on it, sir. Loved by God. Not man, loved by God. And nothing in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God. But we are always thank God for you, brothers. Brothers loved by God because from the beginning God chose you for loved and chosen. Chose you unto salvation through the sanctification of the Spirit and through belief of the truth. What differentiates the elect from non-elect? Not our faith, not our merit, for we have none. God's foreknowledge alone, God's electing love differentiates us from everybody else. God's delight in us, his personal care and affection of every one of us. Before your parents began to love you, your heavenly father loved you. We have been friends in the heart of God always. We are loved forever. Yes, we love God because he has loved us first. When I say before the creation of the world. Ephesians 1 and verse 4 says, For he chose us in him before the creation of the world, purpose to be holy and blameless in his sight. 1 Corinthians 2, 7, Know we speak of God's secret wisdom, a wisdom that has been hidden and that God destined for our glory before time began. You talk about depression. I don't have depression, sir. But I am in the Word and I am told that God loved me in eternity past and He loved me with an everlasting love and He will not stop it. Or Revelation 17 verse 8, The beast which you saw once was, now is not, and will come up out of the abyss and go to his destruction. The inhabitants of the earth whose names have not been written in the book of life from the creation of the world will be astonished. That means our names are written in the book of life before, sir, the creation of the world. God loved us first. So we love him now. God chose us first. So we choose him now. God called us first. So we call upon him now. God works in us to will and to do his good pleasure. So we work out his good pleasure. For those whom he foreknew means then. Those whom he foreloved, 
even us, his beloved people, the church of Jesus Christ, existed in all eternity in the heart of God, consisting of individuals. Friends, salvation is of the Lord. This excludes all human boasting. The ground of our full and final salvation is not our faith, is not even our holiness and our righteousness. It is God's eternal love of us in Jesus Christ. The Lord appeared to us in the past saying, I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have drawn you with loving kindness. That is why I'm not depressed. Oh, I'm tempted not to be depressed. But I come back to this. I belong to God. I was always in the heart of God. He always loved me. And he loves me now. Rise up. Praise God. God is for me. Who can be against me? He loves me. Even when I fall down, He loves me. He comes to my aid. He lifts me up and plants my feet upon the solid rock, Jesus Christ. Rise, O church of God. Rejoice. Praise the Lord. Sing. No wonder from the prison, St. Paul said to the church of Philippi, Rejoice in the Lord. Again, I say rejoice. The joy of the Lord is our strength. You have been listening to Grace and Glory Audio, part one of this message entitled, Salvation is of the Lord. Come back soon for more Transforming Bible Teaching from Pastor P.G. Matthew.